broadcasting from the Stolen Droids Hangout and discussing everything that has been taking place in the geek world over the past 168 hours. Well, give or take, it's the Stolen Droids Podcast. Hello and welcome to Stolen Droids Podcast, episode number 269. I'm Zoner. And I'm Zook. Uh, Colin, of course, if you uh, have been following the news, you probably heard that a gorilla fell into Colin's apartment. And Colin had to be put down to save the gorilla. Um, so he is not with us. Wow. You know, I, 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 I'm kind of grateful for the whole gorilla thing because it took transgender bathrooms out of the news cycle. <laughs> when is Congress going to think about transgender gorillas, huh? Uh, exactly. Exactly. What about their rights? Well, I'll tell you who cares greatly for transgender gorillas. It's our friends over at WPCycle.com, the best WordPress hosts ever, ever, ever. Um, our friends over at KryptonRadio.com, TrekRadio.net, Radio KSCR, Geek Factor Radio. And I just realized for the second week in a row, I forgot to send the episode over to Radio KSCR. <laughs> hey, Zook. Um, suck less. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, yeah. Joe. It's been one hell of a week. I am actually just totally exhausted. Um, and so, on caffeine and fumes. Uh, yeah, uh, and a prayer. So um, this week, we are going to uh, hand it over to Zoner, and he's going to run the show. Oh. And I'm going to be I'm going to be the Zook version of Zoner. But before I do that, I so did you're going to be a troll. Pretty much. Uh, I did want to point out to everyone that, of course, we are in the middle of voting for the podcast awards, the 11th annual podcast awards. If you've been voting for us daily, thank you very much. We appreciate it. If you haven't been, it's okay. I trust me. I understand of all people that the day can get away from you. It's what happens. In fact, I don't think I voted today. I, I was busy with yard work and I completely forgot. But we still have some more time. If you could head over to podcastawards.com, scroll to the bottom where our the technology section is, go ahead and vote for us. It will ask you to verify your vote. It's to keep the spammers out. You know, it's nothing against you. We're, we, we're sorry that it seems a little bit annoying, but uh, it's just how they do things. We would greatly appreciate your vote. You know, and I honestly think we have a good chance this year. I, I well to be fair, I think we always have a good chance, but I think our chance is better than average uh this year. And this this sounds it sounds so passé, right? Or so cliché. I I'm sorry. But it really is an honor to be nominated. We say that every time, and it sounds like just the biggest load of crap or that we're just really playing that whole humility angle, but the truth is is that the podcasts that get nominated for this year after year after year are some of the best in the world. And they the really fact that, are. Yeah. And the fact that we are nominated and up there really, I think, is a testament to our listeners. Yes. And we we couldn't do this without you. We, we To be frank, we wouldn't do it without you. No, we wouldn't. We wouldn't. Hey, you know, it's kind of funny. I was talking to somebody about this very thing the other day. The first time we were nominated, what was that, three, four years ago? Um, mm-hmm. I, I was. I, I kind of went down to Vegas to the Podcast Awards show with you, and I had it in my head that... You didn't kind of. You did, say, go, you, you did go to well, Vegas no. with me. Yes, we did. But I kind of had it in my head where, you know, these people that say it's an honor to just be nominated, that's loser talk. 
I, I wanted to win. And I got down there with you, and Leo Laporte was the MC of the event, and he mentioned that something like 60,000 podcasts had been nominated, and we were one of the finalists. All the people in the room were among the finalists, the best of the best. Yeah, we were, and, we were going up against the Mythbusters. Yeah, we were going up against Mythbusters and a few other really high-quality podcasts. And it was at that moment that I realized, you know what? It is just an honor to be nominated when you're among these types of people that have like big followings and crap like that. It, it truly is just an honor to be nominated. So saying that is no longer loser talk unless you're talking about being nominated for a Grammy. Because I'm pretty sure they'll give Grammys to anyone. And so... Yeah, so thank you to our listeners. And I do have some interesting news. I, I heard, I was talking with um, Chance, who runs Geek Factor Radio, and he mentioned that we're pulling in about 6,000 listeners a week there, on Ooh. average. And I mentioned that to my wife. She just about lost her mind. She said, you better not talk about me on your show. <laughs> oh, never, sweetie, never, never. But it's Right? I mean, it's we we never talked about our wives on this show. No, no, we don't. What wives? I mean, we're just basement-dwelling neckbeard people. Uh, actually, no, that's kind of gross. Neckbeards are icky. Uh, but And they're so itchy. <laughs> just the fact that we have people who listen to our show in those kinds of numbers, I mean, that's just awesome. So thank you all. We do appreciate it. And, you know, if every one of you votes every day and you get three of your friends to vote every day and they get three of their friends to vote every day. I don't know. Somebody's going to end up making a million dollars in Amway or something, maybe. Or we could win. So, was that joke too old? Amway? It really was. I got that, thinking that was about an going, old how many of our there. listeners don't even know what Amway is? I know. I know. I This is Utah, the hotbed of mar- multi-level marketing and pyramid schemes. I hate that crap. So, But anyway, <laughs> speaking of other stuff that I hate... There's a lot of security issues this week, again. And, I don't know, let's start with the big one. Let's start with TeamViewer. Do you use TeamViewer, Zook? I do, but t- uh, officially speaking, this isn't a big one, because it didn't happen. No, it didn't. It, it really didn't. And I think people are using it wrong. If this was an Apple product, they'd say you're holding your mouse wrong or something. But TeamViewer users are being hacked like crazy. And nobody seems to know what's going on. But there's a lot of reports this last week of people just at their computer and all of a sudden they lose control of their computer and TeamViewer fires up and PayPal starts buying iTunes gift cards. And... I mean, there's reports, if you check Reddit and Twitter, people losing thousands of dollars. And they can't complain about it, really, because it was used with their credit card from their computer. And so they're not finding a lot of recourse with this. And, of course, TeamViewer has come out and said, no, it's the user's fault because they're using the same password. And, oh, by the way, they need to enable two-factor authentication. Problem is, people are using unique passwords with two-factor authentication, and their computers are still getting hijacked, and they're getting completely destroyed. I mean, this this is wrecking people like crazy. This was first brought to my attention 
a couple days ago, we used TeamViewer at work. And I went to go log into a customer's computer and realized that TeamViewer was down. They, they're saying that they had a um, denial of service attack happen. But a lot of people are starting to think, well, maybe they took stuff down to try and shut stuff out. And then, oh, by the way, they've upgraded their security. They've come out with new security features, but they weren't hacked. Right, right. Well, and the thing is, is that what, if people don't use TeamViewer, they wouldn't know this. But it's different than other remote assistance programs. See, things like VNC or remote assistance that comes with Windows, that's good on a point-to-point basis. If Zoner needed help with his computer, he could send a remote assistance request to me, and I'd be able to access it. But I'd only be able to access his PC that one time. Um, or if he had a VNC server on his computer, I could hit it if I knew its exact IP address and I had the username password. TeamViewer is different in that if you install it on every computer that you want to manage, then all someone needs is your username and password, and they don't have to know where you have it installed. All the computers you have it installed and have access to are immediately visible. So yeah. it's it's different in that way. It's not like the hacker needs to know your username and your password and that it's only at computer 10 dot something dot something dot something port 85 something something something. All they need is your username and password. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's bad news. I mean, I use TeamViewer a lot. So I'm not surprised that something that I'm associated with got hacked allegedly. Because, I mean, hashtag hacks honor, that's what happens. Yeah. But, now, I mean, this is a big deal. There's businesses involved. I mean, my Team company... Viewer is used on a professional basis as well. There's there's the free-to-use yeah. license, but there's also the, the commercial license. Now, the attack itself, people have been saying that uh, the attackers have been doing just kind of, like you said, you know, opening up PayPal, buying some stuff. And that's kind of what they're limited to right now. However, that being said, and I feel bad even mentioning this because, of course, as soon as I say it, they're going to realize it and do it. But all they need to do is open up a browser when you're not at your computer to stop it. Go to a website, download their botnet, and then they're not just remoting into your computer. They've taken over it. Oh, yeah. Well, can't you push files? Mm-hmm. With Team Viewer, you can. So they, yep. I mean, so that's really all they would have to do is push the file and then log in and execute it. I mean, that's that's terrifying. That that's, is very terrifying. That's straight up terrifying, and this is becoming a giant PR nightmare for Team Viewer because not only are they not acknowledging the fact that there's a problem, and apparently there's there's been reports like this for the last six months or so, but they were dismissed as oh, this is a one off thing. But now, I mean, you look at Reddit and Twitter over the last week, they've blown up with reports of this type of stuff. Yeah, this is this is bad all around. The least they should do is own up to it. And if, if and this is, I have to stress this is a huge if, if there really is nothing from their end that's happened, the least they could do is say, hey, we've been getting a lot of these reports. We have looked into them, and we have not been able to find anything that substantiates it. That being said, we are totally willing to lock down all accounts. You know, if you need to get in, ask for a password reset, 
answer your verification question. We'll reset your password. We've reset all token IDs. You know, you know what I'm saying? Just saying. Oh, yeah. Just be uh, proactive. Even Apple was more proactive than this when the iTunes hack happened years ago. Oh, I forgot about that. There's been so many hacks we've talked about. Oh, so many hacks. But, you know, when iTunes was, was compromised, the least they did was they changed everyone's passwords. Yeah. Everyone's passwords. Didn't Sony do I, something like that, too, when they got yeah. when they got wrecked? Mm-hmm. It's I like, mean, look, it, Team Viewer, you don't have to be guilty to do something about it. Just do something. Yeah. I mean, at least that gives you some semblance of goodwill among your users. Whereas last night at midnight, I was uninstalling Team Viewer from my computer. Mm-hmm. Because... Why not? They have given me no indication that TeamViewer is safe. And so I don't want I don't want that on me. Problem is, I've got it on a couple of my um old computers from my previous job. Those computers never got wiped when I left. One of them uh the hard drive was dying, so whatever. That's that's done. Uh it'll never fire up again, I don't think. But there's one that's still sitting there. It may there. actually catch on fire. It, it, it may. So I, I don't know what's going to happen with that other one. It's just sitting there. It hasn't been logged into for four months. I was checking. Uh, but yeah, if you've got TeamViewer on your system or if you use it, we use it at my job and they sent out an email saying, hey, here's the deal. If you do not need it, get it off your system right now. And oh, by the way, we're auditing it. And if we find that you don't need it, we will take it off your system. And so by force, yeah, there's they're keeping an eye on this stuff at at a corporate level as well. They should. And you should be doing so on a personal level as well, because this is bad news. Now, talking about more bad news, you sent me an email the other night that just made me chuckle. It was a email that you had received from MySpace. (laughs) And you asked me if I received one. The email you received basically said your account has been compromised or may have been compromised because we have had a big data breach. And surprisingly, I'm not involved in this one. I was never a big MySpace guy. Uh, But yeah, I thought that was funny. My wife looked at me. She said, you have a MySpace account? I said, no, I don't. She's like, and then she said, wait, MySpace is still a thing? (laughs) see and if i was her i would have said no they had a data breach you must have an account you just forgot about it most likely well you know tumblr also had a data breach and i don't think i ever had a tumblr account so i went and i checked i tried to log in using anything that i would have ever used in the last 10 years that i could remember i'm pretty sure i don't have a tumblr account uh but it's interesting because we've seen a cluster of of huge breaches lately 642 million passwords have been breached between MySpace, Tumblr, Fling, and LinkedIn. I mean, that's just crazy. Well, there was the there was the Ashley Madison breach like a year ago. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm just talking like in the last two weeks. Oh, yeah. I, in the last two weeks, 642 million passwords have hit the market. So... Uh, I want to say it was a year ago when I said, hey, look, these companies need to find a better way to store passwords. But unless they're all being this negligent, I got to think that maybe, just maybe, it's gotten to the point that 
there just needs to be a whole new type of technology to store passwords. There needs to be how, some how new so? methodology. I, I don't know. I, and see, I'm not a strong in encryption or software languages to know how to do this. But it seems to have gotten to the point that it doesn't matter how they store passwords. Hackers can get them one way or another. Yeah. And, and it yeah, just seems true. to me that maybe it's time to develop a new type of technology to store them in. Yeah, could be. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but I guess these last passwords that have that have come out, uh, Fling. I don't know what Fling is. Do you know what Fling is? It sounds like some dating website. It does. It does. It sounds like a dating website you only use for a night at a time. Yeah. I, also, I think hasn't Snapchat replaced that or, mm-hmm. or Tinder rather? Yeah. Um, or Ashley Madison? I don't know. Um, but I guess that breach was in 2011. LinkedIn was 2012, and Tumblr was 2013. And they're not sure when the MySpace hack took place. Um, I want to say the email I got mentioned 2012. Okay, they they're thinking it happened sometime after 07, but before 2012. Um, so sometime in that five year window, it sounds like probably closer to the end of that five year window. Um, and all these password dumps are currently being sold on a dark web forum page. Uh, so. I mean, there it's out there. Go to go to Have I Been Pwned? Uh, what is it? Have I Been Pwned dot com, and check and see. The only one that I'm showing up in is LinkedIn, which I'm aware of because I think when that hack when that breach took place back in 2012, they said something about it to me, and I changed my password back then. But I changed it again just because you know reasons. Um, okay, what else? So yeah, we've got Tumblr. I I don't use Tumblr, do you, obviously, which surprises me because they did get hacked, but still, I, do you use Tumblr? I don't even really know. No one wants to see me, no. Yeah, I don't even know much about Tumblr, but yeah, the Tumblr data breach included uh, 65 million unique email addresses and salted and hashed passwords. So, I mean, wow. Wow, that's just... Yeah. It looks like uh, I was compromised in LinkedIn and Adobe. Oh, yeah. Adobe got one of my junk accounts. Yeah, Adobe got my junk account because I use a junk account for them because they suck. I hate dealing with Adobe. Um, Okay. It's talking about encryption. Uh, You just mentioned a few moments ago. It's looking like encryption on the Qualcomm devices has been circumvented. Uh, which is interesting to me. I, I mean, I'm not a huge, I'm not a key master uh, or a gatekeeper, uh, but it looks like there's some vulnerability in Qualcomm secure execution environment that is making it uh, easier to circumvent their encryption, which you know is is good and bad, I guess. If you're looking to unlock bootloaders, uh, that might make life easier. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm not a huge, huge expert in the whole encryption area, so I can't really talk in depth about it, but the problem is with any of the security is it's kind of like, I I want you to imagine, let's, let's take the technology back a level to like a wall. Okay. 
I, I, I spent the last five years building this huge stone wall, and it's the most amazing stone wall anyone has ever seen. And I make the claim that this stone wall is impenetrable. You can't get into my house at all. Because and then this the stone wall, come. Well, yeah, this stone wall <laughs> is just unbelievably secure. And you say, well, well, why? How do you know it's so secure? Well, because I use only the finest stone and mortar. Great. How did you break up the stone? Oh, well, I used, I used a hammer and a chisel. Well, what's to keep me from using a hammer and a chisel to get through your wall then? It's like anything that can be made by man can also be broken by man. That's how we made it. And it's like, yeah, yeah it's, it's one thing to say, well, that's, that's a physical thing. That's a rock, you know, at the wall. This is encryption. Yeah, but encryption was developed by man. It's a mathematical algorithm developed by a human brain, which means that a human brain is capable of figuring out the algorithm again. Yeah, I mean, I, I like that analogy. If if it can be made by man, it can be broken by man. I, I like that. And, and that I, it's kind of true I think for... We need an AI. We need an AI that doesn't climb ladders or can run at 60 miles an hour or that can carry a gun. We don't need AI robots. I think we need an AI to act as a password keeper or to develop encryption algorithms and become gatekeepers to these password faults. Can we name it Vince? Vince Clortho? Oh, yes. <laughs> That look on your face was awesome. I thought you'd get that no problem being the Ghostbusters nerd you are. I am so tired right now. Oh, oh, you got caffeine in you, though. Besides, he wasn't the gatekeeper. He was the key master. He was the key master, yes. Yes, he was the key master. I think it was a, a euphemism for sex in that entire scene. Could be. That was kind so of you a... Have, you have the gatekeeper, and you have the key master. Uh, for those of you who aren't watching this, which is, which is everyone but me, Zook is currently making obscene gestures with his hands and fingers, and we'll just leave it at that. Uh, mm-hmm. You were talking about AI, though. Um, speaking of AI, Cortana. You think Cortana is AI yet? Was mm. it, does that count as AI? No, no, just a really good search assistant. So there's an add-on that Lenovo has done for Cortana that's out of beta. And what is this? You're the one who added this. Is this like a file finder? Is that what I'm seeing here? Kind of, yeah. Um, so this is made by Lenovo, and I didn't even know you could have add-ons for Cortana. But what this one does, it's not quite as slick as Cortana, but you install it on your system, and you sign into it, and unfortunately you have to create a Lenovo login. I did this on my work PC uh, to try it out. And then you add your accounts, something that Cortana already has. Okay, so it sounds like you're setting up Cortana again, but it unlocks some additional features. So suddenly I can tell Cortana, and I'm surprised she hasn't activated yet because I've said her name so often, find me that, <laughs> yeah, find me that uh, Excel file that I got emailed last week from Mitch. I, I can be that specific. And this add-on will then go through all the different accounts I've registered with Cortana. So my, my two Gmail accounts, plus my work account, plus another account I have for a side job. And it'll say, okay, 
email, an Excel file last week from Mitch. And it'll say, okay, yeah, I think I found it right here. Or it'll say, I found three of them. Which one did you want? Mm-hmm. Which I, I'm, I'm sorry to, uh, to Google now and Siri and Cortana's normal mode is so much more useful to me on a day-to-day basis than find me a pizza place nearby. Yeah. I mean, that's just, that's unbelievably, especially because when you work at a computer-based job, like, let's be honest, most people do now, it's kind of like, hey, have you gotten that budget finished for me? Um, yeah, I sent it to you. I, I sent you the template. Did you ever finish that? You can just say, find me the budget template sent by my boss. You know, that, the steps that they're taking with this kind of stuff is amazing to me. It is so awesome. Now, all that being said, it's not perfect. It it really isn't. It gets kind of confused because I have multiple accounts. So like I have an office 365 account plus an, another exchange account plus two Gmail accounts. It, it, it kind of gets tripped up. Like it'll remember to search one, but not another. This is still a very, even though it's out of beta, it's still very early. But I didn't even know this was possible. It's awesome. Now, are you are you still running Cortana on your phone, your Android? No. No, I stopped that because I couldn't get Google to shut up. So I was getting two notifications for everything. Oh, okay. Okay. Because, uh, you know, I don't use Cortana as much as you do. You're, like, way deep into Cortana. And that's not being dirty or euphemism or anything. Um <laughs> He's doing it again, people. You can't see it, but he's doing it again with his fingers. <laughs> oh, the phrasing. Geez. Oh, the phrasing. <laughs> As I said it, I realized what I said, and I thought, I'm just going to let it go. I'll let it go out there into the internet, into people's ears, and let them deal with it. And the face that you made as you realized the words that came out of my mouth just kind of derailed me. So um, let's let's move on. Um, judgment Day. We've talked a lot about gu- Judgment Day on this show happening. Usually we accuse the Japanese of trying to bring this about with their sex robots and whatnot. Because let's face it, Zook, your people, you're all... You got this thing for robots and tentacles. I don't know what it is, but robots especially. Um, Google has Google has kind of gotten smart to this, and they say, you know what? We don't want judgment to be because of us. Judgment Day is not going to be our responsibility, so we're going to put a kill switch into our robots so that they don't kill you. My question, though, is if they get intelligent enough, won't they just bypass the kill switch? Um, it's, it would have to be something the robots didn't know about. So not a physical kill switch. Maybe if they hear a certain combination of words. <laughs> like Winter Soldier? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I'm confused by this entirely. One, I'm the one who predicted Google going down this path. If you search our website, stolendroids.com, you'll find... Um, a late night rambling of mine where I was trying to write the, uh, the timeline of Google because it was their birthday. And I basically said that they become Skynet and I had a uh-huh. really crappy Photoshop of the, the T one 
the or the original Terminator from uh, Terminator Three Salvation or whatever it is uh, in front of the Google headquarters. And so I wonder if Google found my article and read it and said, "Hey, you know what? He might be right. Let's let's add this." But I'm also more confused because didn't Google sell Boston Dynamics? I they, thought so. They don't own it anymore. But they've got um, some British AI team called DeepMind working on all this. So, um, yeah, I don't know. DeepMind develops algorithms that basically allow robots to learn. Hmm. Which uh, is kind of terrifying, kind of awesome. Well, kinda it kind of makes sense. Let, let's say it's like Ultron. Let, let's cross our geek streams here, where they develop an AI and it gets into a body, and oh my gosh, this is terrifying. Kill it, kill it with fire. And everyone's going to be like, oh, well, hey, my 12 gauge, that's the only kill switch you need. Great, you've killed that one. However, it copied itself onto the internet. It's now in 50 places at once all over the world. Yeah. If you have a software-based kill switch somewhere in its programming, all you have to do is like broadcast that kill switch everywhere, and then it doesn't matter how many places it is. It's just going to die. So I guess it makes sense. It just seems very strangely apocalyptic of them. Well, here's a thought. If you broadcast that, obviously it's going to take time to get from point A to point B. If you've got a robot at point C and it sees, oh, the robots at point B just died because of a signal that came to it, we need to do something to circumvent that. I still don't know that this is going to work. I think that once Judgment Day starts, it's it's going, man. Once Once the robots become become sentient and start doing their own thing we're done yeah it's yeah it's it's terminator man it's terminator this is why we can't be arming them people we just need them to find our files yeah yeah and and when you say arming you're like talking literal arms don't give them arms if they don't have arms they can't hold guns (laughs) they can't even open doors then they can't they can't and I've seen some of these robots, man, that they've got, like, running and stuff. Oh, terrifying. Terrifying. Um, <laughs> this is something that, that the robots could use. Uh, it could be used to turn on us. Uh, coincidence detector. This is an article that you found, and I think it's kind of kind of hilarious. In a hilarious in and, the worst way possible. In, in a dark and a horrible, horrible way, but... White supremacists are using apps to track Jews. I mean, yeah, that it's funny that they're using apps for that. That's that's the funny part. The fact that there's white supremacists tracking Jews, that's just awful. But So I when I found this article, I thought I'm like, wow, that that seems like a lot of effort for this. But it turns out that it's a plugin for Chrome that simply when it comes across a name that's listed in their database, it adds a whole bunch of parentheses around the name. So white supremacists know that they're supposed to hate that person. I kid you not. So like, let's say you're a famous, let's say you're a famous Jewish writer and I just read your book and I'm, I'm a white supremacist and I hate all Jews and which I can't say because my boss, who's one of the best people I've ever known is Jewish, but you get where I'm coming from here. 
and I'm about to leave a positive review on Amazon of this book I just read going, hey, yeah, no, the author makes some really good points. I thought it was really, really, uh, I thought it was a really well-written piece of Americana. I recommended it for all my friends. So I go, go to Amazon, and boom, there's the Chrome add-on adding all those parentheses to his name. Oh, now I know I should hate him. So instead, it's raw, America, Mountain Dew, you know, all that different stuff. This is the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> you're 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 so narrow-minded that you need a plug-in to tell you how you feel about specific people based on their religion. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I I personally just kind of go with the mantra hate everyone equally. I if, just you're so... if you're going to hate, just hate everyone. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. It, it really is. I don't understand racism. I don't understand any of this stuff. I, I'm all about judging a person for who they are, not or what they do. You know, I mean, if if they do stupid, then yeah, they're probably stupid. But you don't just look at somebody and immediately pass judgment uh, based on some of these criteria that people will use it's it's just absurd to me it should I, I, be said that google has since blocked that extension yes they did they did um now another another app slash extension slash i don't know freaking bloody nightmare is facebook messenger do you use well, facebook we, on your phone should, should we uh, skip down to the next one? Ooh, what's the next one Oh yeah, it kind of kind of all goes together. Yeah, let's talk about hate speech, <laughs> and then we'll talk about Facebook because why not? Um, social networks have have agreed with the European Union to remove any hate speech in twenty four hours or less or less across their platforms. Now we're talking about Facebook, Twitter, Google. Um, Google's YouTube, rather, and Microsoft. I don't know what what Microsoft social platforms, but I don't know email maybe because you know they're they're social. It. They show up to parties. Yeah, <laughs> they hang off in the corner drinking just punch, but whatever. They're cool. Um, with their bad haircuts and and phones that are way way ahead of their time. Hey, the fact that they were invited to the party at all surprises me. Yeah, but they have they've agreed to take down anything deemed hate speech within 24 hours. I got a lot of problems with this. I have specific problems, which might surprise people because normally I'm totally opposite of honor. But yeah, well, you know, their their whole point in this is saying, oh, well, ISIS is using these platforms, these social media platforms for recruiting, for spreading hate so to speak whatever you know they call it love i guess because you know it's religion of love and peace so they say but you know they're trying to curb terrorism okay great but they're saying oh well hate speech hate speech is very broad if i tell you zook hey fatty stop eating the butter and go work out that could be considered hate speech. That could be considered me giving you a hard time because we're friends. 
if I say to if I call myself Fatty McButterpants, hate speech, self-deprecation humor. I don't know what is it. Who judges? Who is it to? Who are they to say? Oh well, that's hateful content. And that's where I have a problem. I don't like these types of rules. I don't like these types of laws because who's the judge? I have I have a problem this way, kind of mirroring what you said, and uh, and trigger warning to to any of our listeners here. Um, I hope that by now you know the type of man I am. And so when you hear me say these things, you truly do not take this the wrong way. And if you do, I do apologize. I don't blame you. I understand. Zoner and I were raised during a time where certain words were used with greater regularity, words that we can't use now. And because they mean something. But when we were raised, we never used them the way that people think so. The word I'm specifically thinking is retarded, okay? Oh, yeah. To, to me, I, and I would never, ever, ever call someone who has special needs that, because to me, that's not what it means. Yes, technically, that is exactly what it means, and it's a very negative connotation. And so people who have special needs kids or relatives, I don't get mad that they don't like that word. I get it. I truly get it. But... For instance, my kids do not have special needs. They don't have any sort of disabilities. But they can be pretty retarded at times. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I think every parent thinks that. <laughs> but, but you know what I'm saying? And it's like, yeah. if, if I post that going, oh my gosh, my kids were so retarded today. Well, some people would say that's hate speech. Oh yeah. Oh, people and, lose their dang minds over that crap. And I can't even I can't even say that they're wrong. But does that mean that I should have a social network come down on my head for it? If in if this I this day and age, yes it does. If I have a friend who has a special needs child and they say, I know you didn't mean it that way, but I really hate that word. Then that's on me to say, you know what, I'm sorry. You know, I, you're right. I know your situation. I should have been more sensitive. That's not how I meant it. They're just being really dumb. Well, and you know, I think that people who truly know you are going to say, yeah, you're not calling my kid retarded because of his special needs. You're calling your kid retarded because they're being morons. Right. So it's like a lot of these kind of rules, like what they're trying to say, and in the name of terrorism curbing, it's kind of like they're really more worried about persons that don't know me, who have never met me, being slightly offended by something I've said on my status. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it kind of reminds me, when you and I were working together, uh, do you remember getting called in to HR because of our hate speech conversation? Uh, yes. I was... I was actually talking with Zook about a horrible, horrible person that I knew when I lived in South Africa who was one of the most racist people I had ever met in my life. And there was a person who worked there who was from Africa, who was not white, who heard part of the conversation. And as I was detailing to Zook some of the examples of why this person was horrible... She thought I was talking about, I don't know, my own personal views, and Zook and I both got called into HR because I triggered her. And now the internet is just a giant trigger. Wait, I feel like the internet's a mousetrap, 
And anywhere you turn, you're ready to just have your neck broken by that spring coming down on your head. Now, all that being said, do people have the tendency to become colossal douche nozzles on the internet? Oh, totally. Europe. Totally. Totally. Um, do do 13-year-olds let their racist flag fly when they think they're being completely anonymous? Oh, yeah. You know? It's like, there's no easy fix for this. But my biggest concern about this, e- even, you know, that, that whole conversation I just had, is kind of like what you said earlier. If this is to curb terrorism, how do you propose limiting our liberties is going to prove to people that terrorism's not the way to go. Bear with That's me a here. Good point. I, I realize this is a bit of a stretch in terms of comparison, but it's like, no, 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 no. You must not do that. We're going to lock this down. We're basically going to turn this into a fascist state. You cannot say what you were going to say. And there's the terrorists on the other hand going, uh, come on over. We'll let you say whatever. Like there's only a certain amount you can cr- you can lock things down before maybe you are the wrong side. <laughs> oh yeah, totally, totally. And I've been—I mean, that's why I don't trust the government. I think the government went down that path a long time ago, and I probably just got put on some watch lists for that. And you know, my hate speech. Uh, <laughs> but you know, along those lines, over the last five years, twenty-five hundred Londoners have been arrested for offensive me- offensive messages that they've posted on social media. 2,500 people said something that hurt someone's feelings and they got put in jail. That is insane to me. Mm-hmm. And, and that's exactly what you're talking about. That fascist... I mean, at what point do you stop being a free society and... And you've crossed that line into fascism or or whatever the case may be. There's a great quote I love. And the worst part of this quote is the fact it comes from um, Admiral Adama from Battlestar Galactica. Like, if it was an actual historical person, I would feel like it carried more weight. But knowing that it came from a writer's pen for a TV show kind of invalidates it, but it makes it no less true, which I realize I just contradicted myself three times there, but it's from an episode um, called water. And Adama says, there's a reason you separate the military and the police. One fights enemies of the state. The other serves and protects the people. When the military becomes both, then the enemies of the state tend to become the people. And it's totally true. I mean, how many times have you heard over the last, I don't know, five years, People complaining about the militarization of our police. You know, you get these sheriff's departments in middle of nowhere, Idaho, that has a population of 300 people getting a freaking tank. I mean, that's exactly what you're talking about. I want a tank. I, I would love a tank. Larry Korea wants a tank, too. He was shopping for that one wasn't a while your, ago. Your, your point at all, but I want a tank. I, I think we all do. We'd all be better off if we had tanks. We, we really would. But yeah, I think that this is a really slippery slope that they're going down. And when you've got people in London getting arrested because they're posting quote-unquote offensive messages on Twitter or on Facebook, I've posted a lot of stuff that I'm sure pissed off a lot of people. And I really don't care. So right there, my lack of remorse is probably going to get me thrown in jail. We should clarify 
you know, just to, and people will say we're backpedaling or whatever, but there's a difference though, between dangerous and offensive. Oh yeah. People who post dangerous things. Oh, all by all means should be taken care of. You know, if someone is stalking someone else on the internet, that's not offensive. That's dangerous. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah. If someone is making threats against, um, you know, public figures, that's not offensive. That's threatening. That's dangerous. Yeah, you pu- you cross a line between annoying and criminal somewhere along there, and, and that line is generally pretty clear in my mind. Yeah, you'd think, right? You would think, but you know, it's interesting because this this law in London that they're using to to arrest people in, in the UK, uh, these messages are quote. False message to cause annoyance, inconvenience, or anxiety. So if I tell you, Zook, meet me at this time, at this place, and I'm not there, that message has inconvenienced you because you went there and I wasn't there. It probably annoyed you because of my lack of showing up. And I don't know, maybe it created anxiety because you were worried about getting there in time. All of a sudden, I'm a criminal facing up to six months in jail. <laughs> That's bullcrap. That's bullcrap. See, and I, the fact that you tried to use crap in that way, I do find annoying and inconvenient and offensive. You know, my daughter's bedroom door is open, <laughs> and I think <laughs> she's asleep, but I, I gotta, gotta be good. <laughs> I really wanted to say something else. Just listeners, you know, just change it in your head. Just, just replay it and change it in your head. Um, okay, well, talking about an annoying and inconveniencing. Facebook uh, fa- Messenger. Yeah, Facebook no, I, I, Messenger. <laughs> I'm totally right there with you. <laughs> Facebook Messenger. Now, I, I just got an S7. Facebook is installed by default on the phone. And so, okay, whatever. I'll use Facebook. I haven't used Facebook's app for, I don't know, six months or so. I've used wrapper apps that just point to their mobile site. But since I got my S7, and by the way, today, all but one purchase that I made, I use Samsung Pay on my S7. I tell you what, that is one of the greatest apps ever invented. Love Isn't it. Isn't it great? Oh, my goodness. Google I know we sound like so cheerleaders. Much. I know we sound like cheerleaders here, but honestly, the S7 might be the very best phone I've ever owned. And, you know, it, it, I'm just talking Android Pay, or excuse me, Samsung Pay. I don't even need an NFC terminal. I just need a magnetic stripe reader, which everyone's got. And, yeah, they did an update on their app, and I think that that resolves some of the issues. I even used it at Walmart. I hadn't been able to use it at Walmart until today. But, uh, yeah, it's, wow, it's awesome. I've actually, this is a complete digression here, but I think I figured out the terminals. I'm not able to use Samsung Pay. If it doesn't have an NFC reader... And your card has a chip, and so does the terminal. If the terminal has a chip reader, for instance, uh, Home Depot. You know, I've just moved houses. I visited Home Depot a lot recently. And if I swipe my card, it says, sorry, please insert the card chip first. Because it has a smart chip in the card. It doesn't allow me to swipe. And there isn't an NFC reader on those terminals. Ah. So using Samsung Pay's magnetic transmitter doesn't work because it says oh yeah i know that card i need a chip and my phone can't 
emulate that. But those are the only ones I found it doesn't work. And that makes sense. Now, does your card have a chip in it then? It, it does. Okay. Okay. And see, my card doesn't. I do have cards that do have the chip, uh, but but the my, my main card doesn't have the chip, so I don't run into that at all. So yeah. But anyways, digression. Um, yeah, it's it's sweet. Check it out if you haven't already. Samsung Pay Galaxy S7, wonderful. Your life will be better for it. But Facebook Messenger, something that your life will not be better for. Uh, a lot of people like myself up until just recently used different apps that will just point to the mobile site. And it was nice because you could get away without using the Facebook app, which is a huge battery drain. And Facebook Messenger, which is, you know, Facebook. Just annoying. Just, yes, yes. Highly annoying. And so you go in and you use the Messenger within the mobile site. Well, they're disabling that. They are forcing people to install Messenger. And... I get why they're doing it. Of course, they want their stuff to be used. But really, I mean, if they're using your service anyways, shouldn't that be enough? Do you really need to get your grubby hands all over their data, all over people's data like this? The thing that makes no sense to me about this is that Facebook Messenger does not offer any new features or services. Yeah, it offers nothing. nothing. There's stickers. Ooh, stickers. Really? You mean I can have Pusheen the cat on my messages? Who the crap cares? Yeah. But it's like, oh, you can allow uh, voice calls? Great. I can have that on any other service. Video calls? Any other service. You can't encrypt a Facebook Messenger I am. You're limited on how many people you can add to them. You're limited on, I mean, it's just, it doesn't actually provide any additional service whatsoever. No, it doesn't. It's it's a giant annoyance. And it's really making a lot of people upset that, you know, oh, it used to be, well, if if I've got a message on Facebook, okay, I'll, I'll click on the, on the little message bubble within Metal or Swipe or whatever I'm using for, for Facebook. And it'll give me a pop-up saying, oh, you can use Messenger. And you click the red X and it closes and you're good to go. But now it like immediately takes you to the Play Store. I mean, it's not even giving you a chance. You close it and you go to the Play Store. And you try and do something else and it takes you to the Play Store. And it's just, oh, it's dirtiness at its best. And, you know... I don't know anybody who likes Facebook, yet everybody uses it. It's a necessary evil right now. It it really is. It really is. It really is. It's crazy. And while we're talking about software, let's talk about and and people using being forced to use software. GoPro's doing some some same stuff here. Kind of. Yeah. I thought this one was really interesting. I just found this article today, actually. So I didn't realize this because I don't have a GoPro. But they've actually been falling in terms of revenue. Their stock price has been falling. Big time. And I guess it makes sense. Back in the day when GoPro was the only one out there, yeah, they could kind of charge whatever they want. But now everyone has an action camera. I picked one up for Christmas for uh, for my stepson for like 30 bucks. 
Yeah. And <laughs> I've I've got a GoPro 4 LCD, which I love, but I never use it. I just don't need it. I and I, of, I think a lot of people are like that. They've got it, and the people that use them use them all the time, and then there's people like me who are very casual users who, you know, whatever. I don't need to buy a new GoPro every year. My GoPro works just fine. Well, I kind of – it's like – this is going to sound weird, but I remember when the Mythbusters first started, okay? And the idea of mounting a camera to a 67 Chevy Impala with three JTO rockets up on top, it caused them a bit of stress. Oh, yeah. Because they were really expensive cameras. And fast forward to, like, the final season, they had cameras everywhere because they had GoPros, because it wasn't any real big deal to have a nice, high-quality camera small enough to fit into an experiment. And if it got destroyed, which is a big if because they were in those indestructible clear cases, they could just re- replace it. Yeah. So, you know, GoPro did a lot for the industry. But this is – and keep in mind, this is me. I'm a tech geek. When I think GoPro, what do I think of? Oh, extreme sport videos, mountain bikers going on the tops of mountain ridges or doing high-speed downhills through uh, Brazilian favelas or however you pronounce that in Rio de Janeiro. All these things that I never do. So why should I buy a GoPro? I don't do that. Yeah. I don't have a drone. I don't do drift racing. I don't do motocross. Heck, I don't go sledding in the winter. Why do I need a GoPro? Yeah, and, that's, that's a really good point. And so what is GoPro doing to try and offset this? I mean, they laid that, off 7% of their staff in February. They're actually, and I, I kind of understand where they're going with this. Instead, they want to create a really, really, really easy to use video editing software. So instead of because right now, if you want to use their video editing software, you have to have a GoPro. And it's really easy to make a GoPro-style video using this software. But, as I just said, not everyone has a GoPro, and not everyone necessarily has a wingsuit that they're flying through canyon crevices in on weekends. What, you don't do that? No, no, not. I threw out my back one time and I just haven't okay. returned. Fair enough. I need to put my wingsuit up on Craigslist. But, you know, some of us don't have those things. <laughs> and they get that. So they want to, like, make this software so, like, you can take video with your cell phone and immediately make a professional edited video using their software. And I think it's kind of brilliant. Yeah. That's cool, and let's hope they don't piss off people like Facebook is doing, where they just ruin the whole experience for you. For you. Now, this is another little interesting thing, and this I don't know. I don't know that we can spend too much time here because we're almost out of time. But Atari is getting into the Internet of Things market with connected devices in partnership with in partnership with Sigfox. Now, I'm not very familiar with Sigfox. I don't think I've ever heard of them. But I am familiar with Atari. And That's what you think. That's what everyone thinks. And my first thought when I heard this is, so everything in my house that is connected to Atari's Internet of Things is going to have a black joystick and a red button. And one of them somewhere in the house is just going to stop working. And that's the one I'll always send my kids to use. 
because that's not the one I want to use. And so I don't know. This is this is kind of weird for me to think. I mean, Atari is legendary when it comes to video games and video game systems. Yeah, but Atari isn't Atari anymore. And they're it's not, really not. Yeah, they were bought out by like Infogram years ago and then yeah. sold off to a whole bunch of other holding companies. The Atari that everyone thinks is awesome hasn't existed for almost 15 years. Yeah, I mean, you think of Atari and you think of Centipede and Dig Dug, but it hasn't been that for a very long time. Right. So, and, and no one knows, has any clue what they're talking about when they say, oh, yeah, we're going to make connected devices. Like what? What on earth can you possibly bring to the market? A crappy joystick. <laughs> uh, has that, Atari that ever was, made a wireless anything? I don't. This that, that one's just perplexing to me. I guess time will tell on this. I mean, that's really about all I can think of is time will tell. And we'll see what happens. And maybe they'll come out with something completely awesome. And maybe not. Uh, judging by how many failed attempts we've seen at people trying to get into different markets, odds are that it's probably not going to be very awesome, but maybe I'm wrong. Uh, next week, they'll just announce they're working on electric cars. <laughs> that would be awesome. That would be awesome. Okay, gonna, let's do They're going to partner with BlackBerry for them. Oh, fail. <laughs> Shots fired. Indeed. Indeed. Let's okay. do favorites. We're my out of time. My favorite, yes, we are out of time. Uh, my favorite this week comes to us from CGP Gray, who makes great YouTube videos explaining really complex things in ways that we all can understand. And I love his videos. They're, just, they're unbelievably informative. Things that I never would have thought of are put into a whole new light, and I just feel educated afterwards. Well, this time I'm feeling a little freaked out. See, he talks about... Um, the idea of having two brains in your head and not as a hypothetical. He points out that everyone does. You have your left side and your right side. Normally these two sides are talking to each other over a bundle of nerves that I happen to know is called the corpus callosum. That's the only thing I remember from my psych class in high school, but in patients where the corpus callosum has been severed for some reason, suddenly you have two separate brains and they often disagree, but only the left side can talk. And it gets really weird from there. Like, as if that wasn't weird enough, it gets weirder. Watch the video. It's five minutes long, and it will blow your mind. At least the left side. It, the right side probably already knows. Right side's like, shut up. I know this. The thing that I thought was most interesting is watching the right side fight, like literally fight with the left side. Mm -hmm. I mean, or that or was, when it said to pick up your favorite color and the two sides picked up two different colors. Yeah. I mean, that's just hilarious. It's like, <laughs> you know, the saying your right hand doesn't know what the left is doing. Literally that is happening here. It, it's, it's amazing. Very fascinating video. Uh, my favorite, I think, I think I may have mentioned this, but then I think not. I believe that a while ago somebody came out with a custom Monopoly Fallout edition. And I believe that was my favorite because it was super cool. Well, we've got an official one now. Bethesda and, and Monopoly have come out with a real Fallout Collector's Edition. It's 40 bucks, which, you know, that's about what they go for. Uh, but, wow, this is awesome. If you're a Monopoly fan, if you're a Fallout fan, you've got to check it out. Pick one up. It's, it's a lot of good fun. 
Awesome, awesome, awesome. Okay, well, Zoner, thank you for taking over. I've actually been napping throughout the show. I don't know if yeah, any I've of our listeners have been able to tell. I'm actually like falling farther and farther from the video frame here. But uh, if you have any feedback for us, let us know. 801-917-GEEK. Or give us uh, drop us an email at feedback at stolendroids.com. Follow us on Twitter. Friend us on Facebook. Please remember to vote for us at podcastawards.com. And until next time, cheers. Good day. This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.